Tony Speaks and this is my lovely wife, Kim. We are the founders and co-creators of the lifestyle brand and podcast, Becoming Disciplined. Every week we meet, learn from, and share best practices with highly disciplined men and women from a variety of fields and endeavors. Follow us on our journey. Veronica Reed is a native of Northern Virginia by way of New York and the great state of North Carolina. Ever since she was a little girl, she always wanted to create stories that would help to empower and inspire others in their own lives. A graduate of Shaw University, she worked as a public school teacher for 19 years in the Washington, D.C. metropolitan area. Veronica is currently the founder and owner of Reach Scholars Tutoring, LLC, and Natural For You, which are handmade hair and body products. Her goal is to continue on this journey of entrepreneurship and to help others along on their journey to help them make their dreams a reality. Veronica is married to John Reed, and this summer they celebrated 10 years of marriage. But this week, Veronica Reed is becoming disciplined. Today on Becoming Disciplined, we interview brand new and entrepreneur, Veronica Reed. Veronica, welcome to Becoming Disciplined. We are so honored to have you. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Okay, <laughs> Thank you so right. much. Awesome, awesome. Now, Veronica, before you educate us and share your your, your life story or, or share your, your new book that's coming out or that's already out, I think it's good for my audience to be aware of your context. Every, I know you and your husband are big uh, fans of, of comic books, okay? So every superhero needs, uh, needs an origin story, okay? So can we be aware of your origin story? Tell us your, the beginning of your story. Where did you grow up? Of course. So I actually grew up, I was born in Manhattan, New York, and I was there until about 11 years old. And then uh, my mother and I moved to her family home in Franklinton, North Carolina. Wow. Okay. So what was it like growing up in Manhattan? Then? Like, you know, what, how, how was that experience? That had to be different. You know, it was a pretty cool experience. I do remember there were times where um, we had an opportunity where we could, you know, hang out. And I, and I do remember seeing times where people were breakdancing. This was in the 80s. So that was a big thing. I remember seeing that. I do remember seeing one of the members of Run DMC. He was out um, in, in our area watching, watching it. So I, I remember that very vividly. And I always kind of held that with me as something, as, you know, because he was... He's some, you know, one of those members are like just an icon for us. So, um, you know, that's something that was really awesome. So just the music um, and then moving to North Carolina where everything was a lot quieter. I had to actually get used to not hearing the music and not hearing the, the bustling of the roads and the buses and things like that, the cab cars. So it was a little bit of an adjust of, of a adjustment. <laughs> Okay, all right, all right. Now, Franklin, North Carolina, is that over there by Charlotte or is that by the coast? Where is that at? Well, there is a Franklin, North Carolina, but I, where my family lives um, is a Franklinton. So that's actually closer to the Durham area. Okay. So it's like you have to, there's a major road that you can take Highway 56 and you can kind of drive through there and it can take you through onto Raleigh, Route 1, you can go there. So we're like in between Raleigh and Durham. 
Okay. Awesome. 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 Now, now, how you, how did you let John become a Duke fan? That's, that's <laughs> what, <laughs> did you convert him to being a Duke fan? or Because most North Carolinians I know that are inside from North Carolina, they're all UNC fans. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, so. Well, you know, um, I... Um, I always like to be different. So <laughs> when I did move to North Carolina, I did notice that the, like most of my family were North Carolina, North Carolina fans. And so I was just, I could never get on that bus. And uh, once I started really following Duke and, and I just really loved just the, the team, especially that 1990, that 1990 team, right. um, that really got me, just sort of got me hooked on there. And I've been a fan ever since. And then when I met John, he said that he also like Duke as well. So that was like one of the things that um, connected us. Okay. All right. All right. Well, we forgive you. We forgive you. <laughs> I know. <laughs> we love y'all anyhow. We love y'all anyhow. Yes, I've, I've gone through many arguments with family members regarding this, but they're okay now. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. I hear you. Now, when you were a small child, was there someone who inspired you with their level of discipline? Yes, actually. Um, when I was younger, I wanted to, when I was a kid in, in uh, New York, I wanted to be a, a news reporter. And then there was this news reporter in um, on one of the local, I think it was Channel 4, AB, NBC, and her name was Sue Simmons. And so I always loved watching her. She always had like this grace and this poise. And I always admired that and I said oh that's what I want to be when I grow up I want to be a news reporter I want to be just like Sue Simmons when I become older so that was somebody who I definitely um, admired growing up one of the people anyway okay Sue Simmons all right we'll have to check her out you know <laughs> did she retire or is she still doing it she did retire um I would say she probably retired in the 90s and um, mm. I have to double check to see if she's still alive, um, but she's up there in age now because when I started watching her, I think she had been doing this for many years, working as a reporter for many years. Okay, okay. Now, let's, uh, we time travel in this podcast and we like to time travel and, and the purpose of the time travel is to provide value to our audience. Um, if you could time travel to that 15-year-old Veronica who is in North Carolina, uh, probably a little bored in Franklin, North Carolina. What, what <laughs> advice would you give 15-year-old Veronica? Oh, wow. Um, one of the things, definitely, um, there have, it's going to sound funny, but there have been, like, plenty of opportunities for people to play the lottery and win millions of dollars. <laughs> so oh. I probably would have done some research on one of those um, actual lottery winners <laughs> number, and I would have slid it in my pocket be like hey you know during this time in 1997 make sure you play this number <laughs> <laughs> that's the best answer we've received so far <laughs> now uh, now we ask this of all of the people that come on the show uh, and, and it's around a 50-50 and we just like to hear different perspectives um, if you could tell us how well do you sleep? Do you sleep real easily all through the night or are you someone that's up at night? Are you a night owl? How well do you sleep? <laughs> I'm actually a night owl. Um, yeah, me and John are opposite in that. Um, yeah, so I am a night owl. So once I do go to bed, I go to sleep. I'm like knocked out. Like I'm not a light sleeper at all. So when I do go to bed, I go to sleep, but I do tend to go to bed on the late side. So. Mm, okay, okay. Now let's fast forward a couple years. 
um, you know, Miss was it was it Miss Simmons? Oh, yes. Okay. Miss yes. Simmons inspired you, you know, and she, you know, she was someone you kind of looked up to. Did you uh, at that at, when you get older? Did you go? What 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 college did you go to? Yes. So when I moved, once we moved to North Carolina, I graduated high school. I went to um, Shaw University, and um, I when I was in high school, um, my family went to an Amy Zion church. It was um, Allen Metropolitan, so it was a historical um, landmark. Um, and so we learned about HBCUs and just, the, you know, just how many powerful people in um, African-American history who went to an HBCU. So that was something that I wanted to, you know, achieve. And so we, I um, elected to go to Shaw University, which is in Raleigh, North Carolina. Okay, awesome, awesome. I, a lot of people I went to high school with went to Shaw. Um, now, <laughs> question, uh, a lot of people from Fayetteville went to Shaw. You you went to school with a lot of people from Fayetteville. I know that much. Uh, question, uh, what was your major in, in, high, in, in college? Yes, my major in college was um, elementary education, K through, pre-K through six. Okay. Okay. Awesome. 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 Now, uh, what advice would you give to someone who is just starting off in college and they're, they're, it's their first year away from parents, it's their first year locked into a college atmosphere? What advice would you give someone who's just starting off there? Oh, wow. I would definitely say to not get distracted. It's very easy to get distracted. Even when I was there, I can remember several people who I started with and who didn't graduate with me. Um, and that was probably within the first year. <laughs> so um, definitely not get distracted, stay focused. It's a, a lot going on. There was a lot going on when I was in college. And there's a lot even more now going on that's ease that can make anybody get off track very easily. So just remember your focus, remember why you're there and pursue that degree. If that's your goal, do that. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Now question, um, where where that journalist inspired you as a as a child, um, but then when you started college, you you know you started getting into education. So what moved you from journalism to education? <laughs> it's a lot of things, but um uh, one of the things is um, I, well, I also wanted to become a teacher as well. It was kind of like I had many different ideas of wanting to do different things. And that was one of the things. And um, so education was something that I felt like, okay, you know, it's going to always be very reliable. There's job security in it. Um, and my mother really was behind me going into education. She didn't really like the news reporter side because she was kind of, she was afraid that if I had gotten into it, I wouldn't have been able to find a job. So she was like, you know, what are some other things you like to do? And uh, so that's how I came into education as well. And I, um, I thought about minoring in journalism, but I didn't want to stay longer than four years. I was ready. <laughs> I was ready to go when it was time to go. Okay. 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 And now, uh, how long did you teach, and 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 what was the time frame of that? Yes. So I probably, um, I would say, in terms of teaching in the classroom, um, 19 years. And um, so I started uh, early um, 2000, um, well, more so like in the half, the, the first year of 2000, the, the winter. And because um, I kind of came in half a year because um, I 
got a job offer when I was living um, in North Carolina to work in Prince William County Schools. And so um, I was excited because I always knew that I wanted to move and, and teach in a different area other than living where I lived. So it, it came out that that was an opportunity. And so I jumped on it. <laughs> okay, okay. Now for 19 years, that's, that's quite a long time of educating uh, our youngsters. Um, what, what advice can you give to, you know, right now, um, uh, a lot of people listen to us from a, a county where I live called Caroline County. And there's a lot of teachers that are reporting for the first time. Uh, what advice can you give to that teacher who is just starting off and just reporting to their first classroom this September? What advice can you give them? Oh, wow. And there's so much that has changed <laughs> um, with all the different protocols for COVID and just, you know, just so many, so many different things going on right now. But I would say the main thing is to not get burnt out. It's like teachers who enter the profession, the first five years, they either get burnout or they go into another field or um, they just um, sort of try different things, but it just doesn't work out for them. Um, so it's very easy to get burned out. I would say that if there is a particular age group that you prefer go for that age group. If, if there's a particular, um, after you've done it and you feel like, okay, you know what? I'd rather work with middle school. I'd rather work with kindergarten or high school than do that. Because um, if you're in a particular age group or a particular um, subject and you just aren't really feeling it, it's going to be rough on you and you're going to quit. <laughs> I'll just be honest with you about that. So definitely. And then make sure that you have time for yourself. A lot of teachers like myself in the beginning, we stayed late. You, you'll, you'll end up staying late. You'll end up taking work home with you. Um, but I would say not to try not to do that. Try to do whatever you can there. And when it's time to leave, go home mm -hmm. because it can be stressful. Awesome. Awesome. That's great advice. That is great advice. We, we uh, expect so much from our teachers and it seems like our our pay does not match the expectations. You know, we, we brought you on here because you have a, a wonderful new book out, okay? And I look, I can't wait to get my copy, all right? I can't wait to see it, all right? Yes. Um, but with that new book, it talks about a, a particular experience of transitioning from one area of life to the other area of life. So can you talk about that transition? Yes, most definitely. So um, the transition that I make is basically from working my nine to five job in education to actually being my own business owner. And so there I kind of, I do share my story about what happened to me and what um, happened to make me realize, okay, this is where I'm ready to move forward into. Um, and I kind of give you some steps along the way so that if there's something that you would like to pursue as your dream job, um, the book will help you with that as well. For our audio only listeners, we have a paid ad for the next one minute and 33 seconds. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, whatever time it is in your time zone. At least on my time, it's it's after church, and I don't know about you, sometimes after church, I'm just lacking energy. Courtney. Yes? Can you get me, can you get me a, uh, one of them vitamins that your mama takes? Here you go, daddy. 
Let me try one of these. Tastes pretty good. My God, my God, Q! What do you have in there? It's made with vitamins B9 and B12. It's it's great for my overall health. It's made with pectin, a unique fiber in fruit peels. It's simple and delicious. Kim, did you know that more people search apple cider vinegar in the U.S. than tea? Google has 15,000 people searching that word every day in the U.S. alone. Kim, how can more people get this gummy? If you want to support the podcast, or if you're looking to improve your health, you can order these gummies at https forward slash forward slash go.goalie.com forward slash becoming discipline. Don't forget to use our promo code becoming disciplined. Now, now uh, I know that you cover you probably covered in detail in the book, but can you give us like a short a shorter synopsis? of when, not really necessarily Veronica specific, but just uh, uh, some words of wisdom on when someone should know that, okay, it's time to move on. Like it's like this nine to five is going to kill me when it's, it's time for me to leave. When, 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 when do we know that? Um, I would say when you start to feel um, anxiety of going into work, or if you're feeling panic attacks or if you are dreading the night before going to work it's definitely time it, and it's definitely time to start looking for other things because um probably by then you are exhibiting some signs that you probably should have started long before that but um but definitely if you still haven't caught on to it those would be some you know signs okay okay and now um how did you know what business to start and and how did you know where you could find where you could provide value in the in the marketplace definitely so um for me i always enjoyed working with students even when i was in undergrad or if i were doing um just side work um i always enjoyed working with children, tutoring them, helping them to improve in a particular area. So I said, you know, um, being an, a tutor would be something that would be great, you know, to, to help others because there's always children who are going to need help with math or reading, you know, different subject area. So that was something that I really enjoyed um, doing. Um, and I also felt, I also am passionate about, um, you know, just hair, natural hair care. So that was something else that sort of prompted me into, you know, going into a business for that as well. Awesome. You know, it's amazing. My dad had a similar story where um, he, you know, he was older. He was born in 1924. Mm -hmm. And uh, he had been a teacher. He, you know, he got out of the military, got his, his education to become a teacher. And he taught Spanish and history for a long, long time. And then um, the computers began to get a little more sophisticated and the, mm -hmm. and the requirement to put, you know, because when he started, you had your lessons, lesson plan in this book where it was a paper book. Yeah. And you would have to record your lesson plan in this paper book, which he had no problem with. But then as things moved on, everything was computerized from the timesheets to the, to the, um, to the, the uh, lesson plans and everything. And he just... And then on top of that, he had a principal, you know, my, my father was in his 70s 
and there was this principal that was requiring him to come out to the football games. Like you have to be here for the football games. And as you know, you're not getting paid for that, you know, like mm-hmm. but it's still a requirement that you have to be there for the football game. So he, uh, he just resigned and, you know, he retired for mm-hmm. the second time, but it was amazing. The same thing that, that you did, he was well, similar, similar. He, he put an advertisement in the paper and he began teaching people Spanish outside of his house. And, oh, that's cool. Yeah, he had people lined up, you know, teaching, you know, because so that way he could he could have the interaction with students and he was making a little bit of money from it. And then he was having them in his house mm-hmm. teaching in Spanish and he still had that fun and, and he just took it outside of the box and all the requirements that he wasn't ready for so uh, mm-hmm. so uh, he did it he did it back in the 90s he did it back in the 90s oh so, that's cool <laughs> now uh, what challenges did you have when you first started your business what challenges did that that you experienced that you didn't anticipate oh yes so some of the challenges um was you know just figuring out okay you know what would be a good price for myself um how would I get the word out there? Um, would I be able to find clients? You know, um, what to do um, if you uh, come to a client and, you know, how to really talk to them, things like that. So, so those were just some of the things that I kind of looked at as a challenge. Um, and so I was, you know, I kind of worked towards, you know, making sure that I did some research on it and, you know, figure it out. Okay, well, you know, try this. If that doesn't work, try that. You know, trying some, trying different things to help me through those, you know, those um, different obstacles. Mm, okay. Now, <laughs> explain this this part to me. You know, a lot of times, like in the public school environment, you know, it's a little different. But then when you're when someone's paying you privately, did you ever did you ever have the experience where someone gets on the Zoom and then the kid is just acting crazy and it's now your private business and you got to be, you know, like the, the the mom might be paying you and then you know the child's not behaving. Have you ever had anything like that or? I have um, a little bit. Um, the the one thing about it is though when that does happen um i try to make sure that the parent knows immediately like right after we finish uh the session i'll send a message to the parent and let them know because you know like you said when the parent is paying they want to make sure that the child is doing what they need to do and if they're not you know it's definitely important that they know because you know they're there to learn and and so and i want to be respectful of our both of our time you know yeah, so definitely. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. Now, uh, have you ever thought about trying to get more teachers underneath you or expanding the business, or are you just pretty ex- excited about what, what you're doing right, what, what you're doing right now? I have thought about it. Um, I haven't, go, you know, looked into it thoroughly just yet, um, but I have thought about that. Yeah, I don't know when or if I do decide to do that, but um, I definitely have thought about it because um, I do have quite a few teacher friends who still are in classroom teaching, and so that's something that I definitely have thought about. Mm, okay. Now, with your new book, what's the title of the new book? Yes, and I, I have the book here. Can I show it? Oh, it's absolutely. Okay. absolutely. Okay, all right. So this is my book. And it's called How to Fire Your 9 to 5, 10 Steps to Break Free and Work on Your Own Terms. All right. Look at that. Beautiful cover. Beautiful cover. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Now, how long did did it take you to write that? 
Oh, wow. Um, and so I probably say it took me almost the whole process of everything, um, probably almost, almost a year, almost a year. Mm, okay, mm -hmm. okay. Now, now, did you go to a workshop to kind of help you get started or, or, or did, you know, did, you know, how did, how did the, how did this whole process initiate? How did it start? Definitely, definitely. I, prior to um, me doing this, I had always knew, I always felt like I wanted to write a book and I had several different ideas, but um, I easily would get sidetracked because of just life, you know, in general. So um, there was a friend of mine um, who we used to work with in Prince William County. And so she came to me, um, I think she had an event. And so I went to her an event. I worked as a vendor there for my, for Natural For You, for my business, for my other business. And so she was telling me, you know, I'm working on writing a book. There's somebody who um, I have that could really help you. She's a book coach. And so I, um, so she relayed the information to me and it worked out perfectly because before that, this was, this was like right before, was it before the pandemic? It was before the pandemic. And, um, I had been researching anyway on just different ways to start my book in different companies, different publishing companies. And I had talked to people on the phone to see what would be the best fit for me. And I ended up going with this particular book coach who worked out and she really helped me to just stay focused. Okay. Okay. Now book coach, help me, uh, let's bring that out. Let's flush that out. Uh, so, so what was the name? Do you mind giving the name of the book coach? Oh yeah, 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 definitely. Her name is Destiny Hawkins. And, um, I could also send you the link as well, but, um, she was really good. Um, and she's from Houston, Texas. And, uh, so she was somebody who has helped, you know, many other people start with, uh, just staying focused on what they wanted to write. And, um, she was really good about just helping me to, you know, just stay on track completing from beginning to the end. Oh, that's very good. That is very good. Now, have you gotten any testimonials? I think I saw a couple, but have you gotten any testimonials of people who feel free to, to move out of their nine to five or start moving toward moving out of their nine to five in order to start their own business? Yes, yes. And I do have, and actually in my book, I do have um, some examples of people who were able to do just that. So I share those stories along with my own to give people um, you know, confidence that it can be done. That is good. That is good. That is good. We have a lot of people who are working and they are miserable and where they're at and uh, they're staying there just because of fear or they're staying there for, um, uh, you know, for insecurity reasons or security reasons, uh, both mm -hmm. ways. And uh, I'm, I'm hoping that your book can free more people from expanding their horizons. Now, um, how do you uh, question from a fiscal standpoint, do you have any words of advice before someone just goes and quits their job? Or do you have any advice of like, when is the best time to make that move? Or should you work a high, could you, should your next job be a side hustle first before they go and make it a full-time thing? Or what, what are your thoughts on that? Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, for me, I had a side, my natural for you business was like a side hustle for a long time. Um, uh, and then also, but I kind of did two things. So I had the side hustle, but I also saved money. And so I would say, um, if you 
do have a side hustle to start that way. Um, if you don't have a side hustle, but you know what you want, but you don't want to make it a side hustle, you want to really start it. I would say definitely try to make sure that you save enough money for your bills, at least six to eight months. Um, put that in a savings as an emergency savings, because there will be times where you definitely need it. And, um, you know, there or something could come up in general anyway, you know, an emergency, and you want to have something that'll give you a little bit of a cushion, but you got to make sure that you um, sort of budget everything so that you know, okay, this is how much I need to save. And then when you get to that point where you're comfortable, then you can branch out. Okay, okay. Now, I noticed uh, you and I, I think you and I follow the Budgetista. We yes. both follow the Budgetista, and then also we're aware of Dave Ramsey. As, as we encourage people to save money, do you have a specific plan that you recommend? Or is there, you know, you know, it, would you recommend the Budgetista plan, the Dave Ramsey plan? What, what's a plan that has worked for you? No, um... It's funny because I look at both of their um, different ideas and they have such a wealth of knowledge and information on saving money. And I just sort of save what works for me, you know, like um, I can remember, especially when I was um, when I when I was teaching, um, I probably started saving. Um, let's let's say. Um, maybe $400 per month. Whereas another friend of mine was like, wow, that's a lot of money. I can't afford to do that. But, you know, it's different for everybody. It could, you know, you, you could say, well, I could save $500 a month. Somebody else could save $100 a month. So it's really just up to what you can afford. Um, if you want to start off with doing $5 a week, you know, you could do that. Um, but you definitely want to see what works for your budget, you know, and then go from there. Because okay. I, I kind of just sort of take from just a couple of different things and I say, okay, you know what, let me try this and see how this works. That's good. That's good. Kind of like uh, the best of all worlds. You mm -hmm. take a little mm -hmm. bit of everything. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. Now uh, you talked about your other business. Can you can you elaborate? What is that other business, and how can they find it? And 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 who is the who is the person in the market that you're trying to help with that business? Most definitely. So the other, my other business is Natural For You, and that is a company where I make um, natural hair and oil products. Um, and it's primarily for women who need products for their hair. I use it on my hair. Um, or if you want something that's more natural for your hair or for your body, um, I make those kinds of products. Um, so for, you know, and, you know, men can use it too, um, <laughs> um, but it's primarily for, for women, of course. <laughs> now, what is the name of your tutoring company? Sure. My tutoring company is Reach Scholars Tutoring LLC. Okay. And um, both of my businesses are, they have their own websites, but they're also on Facebook and Instagram. And so I can um, share that with you as well, too. Okay. Now, for a student, because uh, not trying to be arrogant, but I tested very well as a kid. But then when I hit junior high, I did not have all of the study habits and all of the study disciplines in order for me to keep pace with um, you know my my academic program, my question is as a as a person who is an educator has educated people for over nineteen years and now tutors students. What advice do you give to parents who are trying to help 
maybe a, a, a child that could be a little scattered in their thoughts, uh, what advice do you give, uh, give them to being regimented and structured in order to be a disciplined and sound student? Definitely. Um, and I think that, um, well, if you see that your child is one who definitely can easily sort of get distracted, um, give them breaks, make sure, you know, like if they're, if you give yourself, like, for example, if a child is on the computer or if they're doing work for about an hour, you make sure that they have like maybe a 15 minute break, give them a time, give them an opportunity to stand up, move around, jump around, get something to eat. Um, because uh, after a certain amount of time, if they can't focus, then it's not going to really benefit them. So make sure that they have opportunities to um have breaks and even sometimes you could even give them even less than an hour. You could say, you know what, um, maybe we could work 15 minutes tonight, 20 minutes tonight. Um, maybe we can do 30 minutes the next time. Make sure that they're building a stamina because sometimes um, maybe even an hour is too much. Um, but make sure that they, you know, once you start to see they're getting fidgety, give them a chance to have a break. That's very good. That is very good. Now we just have some more general questions. Our, you know, the our podcast is about discipline, so we're gonna have some more general questions. What book outside of the Bible has been the greatest uh, motivator, inspiration? What book outside of the Bible has shaped your life in the greatest capacity? Oh, that's a great question. Um, well. I can tell you that there's an author who I really love, and her name is um, Victoria Christopher Murray. And she, I love her stories, and I've always, I started following her um, once I started finding out about who she was in like the early 2000s. And what I loved about her was that she creates, um, she, she's a, like a Christian novelist, but she also writes stories that are realistic, so anybody could read them. And, you know, it's like, just stuff that's happening that you can relate to. And so novels by her, I really, really love. I would always suggest checking out those type of novels from her because um, I just love anything that, you know, I can relate to. Okay. Okay. Now um, I, I'm going to throw you for a loop. Here. I'm going to make my brother laugh as well. Uh, my brother, you know, you're, you're married to my, to my brother, uh, not my, not my physical brother, but my spiritual brother. And uh, my brother has a broad, eclectic uh, taste palette of <laughs> a lot of science fiction and a lot of Marvel comics and DC comics and athletics and everything. So my question is, did you like all of that stuff before you met John or did you learn to fall in love with that stuff because you met, you met John? So, so which, which was, was it the apple before the, the, excuse me, the cart before the horse or the horse before the cart? How, you know, cause I've never, you know, I see you always with him when he goes to these conventions and everything else. And I'm like, wow. You know, John found the perfect person for him because she can go all. So, but my question is, ha have you cultivated your love of all of that stuff before John, John, or after John? That's a really great question. Um, there, actually, there are a lot of things um, that uh, I definitely knew about and, and loved, and so we connected on a lot of different things once we met. 
Um, and then there are some things uh, like, for example, sports. I do love sports, but I didn't watch all of the different variety of sports <laughs> that John would watch. Um, but because um, I do love sports, um, I find uh, that there are some things that are really enjoyable about them. So that would be an example. And then um, in terms of like the music, um, he has a, a wide variety of different types of song music that he likes, and and so do I. So you know that kind of worked out. So so some of so a lot of it, um, like the interest was there already, and then it sort of sort of just sort of branched out once I met him. If that makes sense. Oh no, I I get it, I get it, I get it. Now now, but with comics though. <laughs> I, I didn't know a whole, I don't know a whole lot of sisters that like comics. You see what I'm saying? So, right, so right, where right. did you come from? Okay. <laughs> okay. So I, okay. Now, when I was in high school, um, I do, I did love watching the X-Men. I did watch the X-Men co um, comics and, and I liked Wonder Woman and I loved the Bionic Woman growing up. Um, and I did watch a little bit of Star Wars, not all of this, not all of them, but there were some particular movies that I did watch. So, so that's where some of that comes from. <laughs> all right, that's good to know. That's good to know. Because Kim had to get schooled on all that stuff after we got married. Because Kim didn't, she didn't know any of that before I got we got married. So, uh, but but because of her love of me, she's learned to enjoy some of it. But I feel I, I can't get uh, I can't get Kim to uh, stay awake for that latest uh, Mandalorian. She can't make it to the Mandalorian. Every time that we watch the Mandalorian, Kim's. She's doing one of these numbers, so so she ain't made it through the Mandalorian yet. And some, of those, and some of those shows, like I did have to ask him questions because I'd be like, "Now what's happening here?" <laughs> that's good. That's good. That's good. Now, in becoming disciplined, we examine discipline or organization in the following areas. I'm about to read off a whole list, and trust me, everyone we have on the show, I got to read it two or three times, so don't feel bad. So, in this list. Though listen for your strong point, listen for your weak point, and then, or if you have a weak point, do you have a plan on strengthening that weak point in 2021 or 2022? Okay. And these are the areas we look at. We look at spirituality, mental discipline, physical discipline, emotional intelligence, financial discipline, time management, and home and data organization. So out of those, which one do you consider your strongest points? What is your undeveloped area? And in your undeveloped area, do you have a plan or do you want to, uh, to develop that area? So let me read it to you one more time. Spirituality, mental discipline, physical discipline, emotional intelligence, financial discipline, time management, and home and data organization. Okay, so an area that is that I'm strong and an area that I'm want to improve on, right? Okay, so um, hmm, I want to say financially, I'm pretty. I feel like I'm strong financially. Like I could always get better, but um, I think that I'm pretty good about saving money and you know just looking into just the best ways, you know setting up on that so I think I'm not too bad on that um an area that I can improve on and the, those other areas that you mentioned I think I probably could improve on a little bit on all of them 
Um, hmm. I think you said. I can read them off again. And don't, like I said, I always have to read them off a bunch of times. Okay. Spirituality, mental discipline, physical discipline, emotional intelligence, time management, and home and data organization. Okay. Okay. So I would definitely want to improve on just um, like the data organization and, um, you know, in terms of like, because I always like, like when you know, when you, I don't know, maybe Kim does it. She, she like when you watch those home shows and you see the people who are like doing really cool things with their home. And so I'm not like that. I'm like just real simple, basic. <laughs> and, but you know, when you watch these shows, the people can come up with just like putting colors together and all that kind of stuff. I have to like really research that. So I would love to improve on just that thing um, because it's, it's cool to see people you know, take things and make them look really cool and organized, um, you know, or, or put colors together and then create a color scheme that's really awesome. So I could, I could always improve on that. Okay. All right. All right. Now, um, Ms. Veronica, what is going to be the next book that you write? What, what, what is your next topic that you're going to challenge? Oh, man, I have a lot. <laughs> um, definitely, I have like, a few ideas, but one of the things that I do want to do, I love to do realistic fiction, um, and because uh, prior to us getting married, um, John and I had done, um, we had written um, scripts um, for doing plays at um, church at churches, and and uh, so I would love to create something, maybe not like that, but something that is more of a realistic fiction type of story where people can relate to it, because um, that kind of really resonates with me. So the next story will be something that definitely people can relate to, um, and it's just kind of showing people coming out of a particular situation that maybe they felt hopeless in initially. Right, right. I didn't know we had that in common. I love realistic fiction as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It has to be something to me, uh, like an example within the comic book. Um, that's why I love the early Batman, um, Batman Begins and The Dark Knight, because even though it was a comic booky, it, 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 it seemed like uh, it seemed somewhat plausible. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. that kind of fiction is what really appeals to me. If it gets too far out there, it's kind of hard for me to, it's kind of hard for me to focus. And I wanted to also be Christian inspired, but at the same time, yeah. I think uh, some Christians uh, make things that they're so Christianese that it's no longer entertaining at all to people. So, right, right. So, uh, there's a market out there. There is a market out there. Now, uh, with all of that in mind, um, we have your 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 we have your hair business we have your tutoring we have your book is there anything else that you would want the public to know or do you have any appearances or any book signings coming up that you want us to know about yes um it's uh we i do have an event that's coming up in the fall and so that'll be um to be announced very shortly. Right now, we're kind of working on the details of exactly where, location-wise. But I, uh, there will be definitely something coming up in the fall of this year um, in terms of a, an appearance. Um, and 
if there are people who, you know, feel like their child needs reading or tutoring in an area um, with reading or maybe even math, um, ages four to 10, you know, I, that's the age group that I work with and I have clients with. And so, um, you know, I'll be looking for some new uh, um, clients in the fall. So that could be something definitely that I like to share with people. Um, and also, if you need products that are for your hair and body that are natural, I have something for that as well. Okay. All right. All right. Now, I'm going to ask, I want to ask one more question before we close out. Every time I've always seen you, Ms. Bronica, you are always very put together. You are, always have a lot of poise. You always present yourself with a great deal of discipline. And you mentioned your mom earlier. Um, well, you know, was it your mom that kind of, uh, you know, who, who who instilled that in you or is, or was it a grandma or was it mom? Where, where, where'd you get that from? Thank you. Thank you. Um, definitely. Um, I would say it was a combination of my mom and my aunts. Um, when I moved, especially to North Carolina, um, it's like a, like, it's kind of like this Southern thing. It's like a, it's, I don't know what it is, like a Southern charm thing, you know, especially even like when you look at the way that we went to church, like we had to go, we had to wear suits, you know, everything had to be done up. Even if you went to the, if you, if you were just going to the corner store, you need to put makeup on that kind of thing. So, um, so I, I definitely was um, molded and shaped. And I think that had a lot to do with the way that I always present myself because, you know, you just always want to make sure that you look a certain way, um, you know. Um, so I think that's where that, came, that comes from. <laughs> okay, well, moms did a great job. Moms did a great thank job. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> well, Veronica, we can't thank you enough for coming on. You didn't have to do this. You didn't need to do this. We truly appreciate it. You have the last word. Do you have any closing thoughts for our audience? And just so you know, our audience, I lovingly call them the Get Better Club. Uh, they're not all Christian. There are people from 30 to 55 or so, uh, and there's some outliers. There's people younger than 30. There's a few older than 55. But for the most part, they're 30 to 55-year-olds, and they're just trying to make it and be a better version of themselves. What advice do you have for them today? What closing thoughts do you have? And we just want to thank you as well for coming Oh, wow. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate this opportunity. Um, and I would just say for those people who, you know, if there's something that you want to do um, and you really are passionate about it, you can do it. Um, even though you may hear naysayers tell you different, um, you know, go ahead and go with what you would like to do. Make sure you do a lot of research, um, make sure that it's very feasible. It's something that is in the market that people are going to be needing or wanting for a very long time. And um, once you kind of figure all of that out, definitely go for it. And you can buy my book to help you with that. Um, <laughs> and you can go to howtofireyour95.com for more information. Oh, that is wonderful. That is wonderful. Thank you so much, Ms. Reed. I appreciate you. If you enjoyed Veronica Reed as much as we did, please check her out at howtofireyour9to5.com. You can also reach her at https privateonlinereadingtutor.tutorbird.com or you could reach her at natural for you on Facebook. Finally, don't forget to subscribe.